Hi, this is Dr. Walkenhorst, and I want to welcome you to um, Teaching on Tap. This is episode um, from my Ed 347 class at Blackburn College, the week of 9-11-2022. Um, this is all still new, so hopefully the sound quality and everything will work good. Um, enjoy, and hopefully there'll be some information you can use. Um. So your main grade in this according to my syllabi is really reading a practice type 50% of the We will probably start working on that about six and how long it took like so much time you for done. When I said IEP, you also created a data collection tool, um, a letter, and sharing information for both colleagues and at the end of the class will do a real mock IEP. Um, with that being said, though, because this is a methods class, um, we are going to spend a lot of time in class. When we're talking about IEPs and stuff, but we're also going to spend a lot of time Okay, so, you know, we have class once a week. You know, some of it is up. the reading is going to talk about methods and go back and forth. I haven't confused you by the end of the semester. Well, where's Hunter? Mm -hmm. um, Never enters my Snapchat. If for some reason you miss class, hopefully I'll have at least an audio recording of class um, uploaded, usually by Friday or Saturday, sometimes Sunday. Um, but know that that is going to be there too, as well as when I record our new classes for Teacherized through, if it applies to that, you'll have the actual number of it's two other classes. Plus, I think it's on there. Um, the videos, a lot of videos later on, those are important in the syllabi. So, we talked a little bit about the IEP evaluation process week one. And last week we talked a little bit about um, starting school, right? The first week of school. Um, today, kind of continue with this idea of school teaching a special ed classroom. Um, I'm not going to discuss setting up your classrooms. But if you want to kind of touch on communicating with parents, I really want to touch on move things on me. I really want to talk about this concept of chapter of the concept of peers. 
and going to focus on that. The first chapter is executive function. You guys know what executive function is. Executive function. Executive function, and it's a term, again, let me just read out of the book, okay? And then I'm describe it. It's a term used by neurologists to describe the brain processes that drive our ability to focus, solve problems, organize ourselves, remember information, learn from mistakes, manage impulses, all of which help us learn efficiently, efficiently and develop important skills. That's from Polaro. All right, so I want to kind of talk about that. Where you when you're working with our students, your students, they will be in a various stage of maturation where their executive processing skills are developing. Where your younger kids are going to have much less problem solving skills than your high school or college students in middle school. Um, the executive function part of your brain is right here. It's this front frontal cortex. Don't quote me on that exact. Um, so let's just take each of these bit by bit. When you're building your classroom and setting up your classroom, okay. what, what, what grade are you working? Twenty on working right now. Uh, like first to third. First to third. Uh, third to fifth. Middle school. Middle school. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Tell me high school. This is a workout. Perfect. So your first or third, first or second, third grade students are they going to be able to maintain focus and attention as well as their third through fifth? Mm -hmm. Or your middle school. Yeah. So, what things do you need to think about in your classroom when you're going to be when you're teaching? What are you going to have to do in order to maintain your attention, to re-engage them? I guess would be the better re-engage them back into the learning. Mm -hmm. For starters, I wouldn't do like one subject for too long because then you're going to lose their attention. Or maybe if you do, try and like break it up. So we're going to do shorter segments? Yeah, like brain breaks, stuff like that. You guys, so you're going to do shorter segments, break it up, and what do you mean by brain breaks? Um. Well, like when I was in elementary school, like you'd be sitting down for 20, 30 minutes and we'd get up and we'd do something like around the room, like do some jumping jacks or we'll read a book or do some herb or something like that. Like where you just kind of like take a break from being as engaged. How many of you do a brain break now with the study? I do. 
And what, what kind of things do you do if you don't like shade? Sometimes I listen to music. So I'm going to walk around. Yeah, I do that too. Get up and move. Actually, a lot of times I'm going to study for a test. I'll go for a walk and then study, if that makes sense. Yeah. I, I've always done that. Get your break. Thank you. Get yourself a little bit. So we, we naturally do these break breaks. We have to teach that to our students. Mm -hmm. We have to teach that skill. Um, and a brain break for a first, a second, third grader is going to look a lot different than a middle school or a fifth grader. Like first, second, third graders don't mind getting their wiggles out. Which is, I'm going to get my wiggles out, I'm going to wiggle my left arm, I'm going to wiggle my right arm, I'm going to wiggle my left leg, I'm going to wiggle my right leg. You know? Those are the things that the teacher has to do. I mean, it looks absolutely ridiculous. I understand I look ridiculous. But you have to be able, you have to go in 110% into that. So the students will go in 110%. Because you know that if they do that and get that, they're going to get a little more blood pumping. Chemicals are going to change a little bit, and they're going to be able to refocus their heart. Um, you do that with the middle school students, they may or may not. Um, I want to say it is the Keegan strategies. Um, I will look that up, I'll put them up. But there is a whole bunch of little strategies that drive me nuts because we have to teach them and we have to use them. And I was actually evaluating on my ability to use them in a high school class. With like, you know, some pretty tough kids. But they were not for like fifth grade, sixth grade. There were guys when you're working with middle schools because they would do it. I don't know. So, you know, I'll, I'll ask a question. Let me give you a really easy question. Emily, who's our president of the United States right now? Joe Biden. Joe Biden. So, everybody's going to get, we're going to do a fantastic. So, everybody get your bottle of fantastic. Right here, hold it in your hand. Try it. Swipe it. I think that's just, you know, fireworks. Okay. And then there's a whole bunch of these little gimmicky things that work for certain students or certain maturation. It is really, really funny when. They're teaching this faculty and faculty have to do this. None of us want to do it. Even the kindergarten teachers, like, we don't want to do this. But if you look at some of the research, it does work because it's just, it's, it's an auditory thing. It's a little bit of a movement thing. It gets them out of that, I'm bored, phrase. Um, it tells you they're functioning matures or develops at a different rate for every student. It starts at infancy, and, but it develops over a long period of time. Your executive function really starts not to stop developing until about 25 or 28 years old. 
right? This is why we all have people drink to America until 21, because we all think they're able to make radical decisions. You're going to hold different thing about the doing the army and shouldn't tell people at 17, but you buy a gun at 16, you can't drink it until 21. Executive functioning in itself is a better indicator of how well a student will do their ability under executive than an IQ, especially their working memory. This is the memory that is. That is a memory that they use on a consistent basis. Well, if I were to give you a set of numbers, one, five, three, nine, seven, two. One, five, three, nine, seven, two. Just remember those numbers. One, five, three, nine, seven, two. I will come back to them in just a second. Oh, I remember. I'm terrible at remembering okay. things. So, one, first of all, I'm going to give you, we're going to talk one more thing. There are six major sub skills of executive function. Um, planning and problem solving, memory, which is what we're working on right now, organization, Focusing attention, impulse control, and self-monitoring. What was the numbers I gave you? One five three seven two. Close. One three five nine seven two. You have all the numbers, but not in the right order. I thought it was basis because that's what I told myself. So. Mm mm. Mine's wrong. What is the island? One, five, seven, two, something. One, five, nine. Seven, seven, two. Seven, two? One, yeah, one, five, nine. Yeah, one, five, nine, seven, two. Mm -hmm. I threw an extra number in there. Did you throw three in there? Yeah, I did throw three in there. What did you throw in there? One, three, five. Like, one, three, five. Okay. I might have said one, three, five. I have to go back. That's not going to, I think I lost that number. Um, so we'll help you organize those numbers. Now it doesn't matter what order they are, but we're going to go with one, three, five, nine, seven, two. So there are six numbers. One, three, five, nine, seven, two. What categorize those numbers? For me? What is similar with most of the numbers? Uh, no, 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 Two. Two. They're all prime. They're all prime. <laughs> no, no, they're, yeah, not. they're not. They're not. Never mind. They're not all prime. They're not all prime. Except for the two come in last. Where, where, where does two come in? Uh, I just answered my question. They're the last. The last. Thank you. One, three, five, nine, seven, two. All right, so you know. You're going to use all the numbers. You remember that? One, three, five, nine, seven. What, what, what's funky about nine, seven? 
So you know, other odd numbers, last two odd number, last two odd numbers are odd are flipped. Last number is two. One three five nine seven two. Somebody write that down for me. One three five nine seven two. All right. Remember to come on. Let's do that. So we're just going to try to remember the numbers. That is that is the vocab you have to remember today. One three five nine seven two. Right, okay, so what have I done with these numbers already to help you remember? They're all odd except uh, the last one. They're all odd except the last one. What do we do with the last two odd numbers? Flip them. Flip them. How many times have I said the numbers? Yeah, a lot. A lot. What did all that? What did I ask somebody to do? Write it down. Write it down. These are all ways that we are working on building that memory. Like, I would build it. Who was it? Were you the only one? Were you in command? I mean, manager training? Yeah. No. So, no. You are not. You were in my class last year. So mm -hmm. I was too. Life is sweet. What does sweet stand for? Oh, I don't remember using that. Do you? I talked about uh, the president who used to walk around and tell, said, told everybody that they had five things to remember that would help them be successful. And to remember life is sweet. So when you ask them, how's, how's it going? They'd say life is sweet. You sleep, water, eat healthy, exercise. Didn't know if you guys were here. All right. So when you are working to get your students to remember stuff, repeat it over and over again. It takes adults about three times to hear something before it starts to click in their brain. Students eight to ten times that they need to have it repeated over and over. If we don't do that, it doesn't connect, it does not work. Um, <coughs> so, next task on this one. Planning and problem solving. How many assignments do you have? What is your major assignment in this class? The IEP. The IEP. When are we, when did I say we're probably going to start really approaching it? Um, I thought you said like sometime in October, like the end of October or something like that. Yeah. We're going to start talking about week six. I think it's due. Okay. Um, what ways can you prep for yourself to be able to be successful? Watch the videos and stuff he's posted. Okay. How do you plan on structuring it? The IEP. How do you plan on structuring your time in order to make sure that you're not? Uh, I like just stay on top of it. I mean, he posted some, so I'd probably start like when we're supposed to have class, maybe. Yeah. 
pocket blind can be up that early, but I don't know, I'd watch them on Mondays and Fridays or something. Why Monday and Fridays? Uh, well, because we don't have class in here, so. Okay. So that, it, what I'm trying to get at here is I want you to think about your own metacognition, your own frame of how, how am I going to do this? Mm -hmm. I don't know. When I constructed this class, I had a choice that I could release information weekly. I can release information a couple weeks in advance. I can give you access to everything. Mm -hmm. um, I chose to give you access to everything because I don't know how everybody's schedule is. Some students, I will say, will email me and say this is an overwhelming amount of stuff. They don't know. Um, how else do I organize the information in Google Classroom? Yes. Yeah. So we just click on the links, that's when the video should be there? Yeah. Like, what's this week? This week should be week four. Yeah, week four. So you just have reading this week? Yes. You don't have a video? We're kind of, we, we're not like a hybrid week three, week four. Okay. Um, I'm kind of talking about our reading week three. But again, as I'm structuring my class, building my class, I need to know what my students are. I know you work. Two jobs, yeah. Two jobs. Both of you have kids? No, go ahead. No, 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 no. Okay. Why did I think that? Because I have a little um, baby cousin, Alan, that I watch a lot. Baby cousin, Alan. Right. You have. Mm -hmm. I watch, I can't wait to hear the stories. I'm so sorry. No, I don't know. 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 I so I really have no idea how many hours you work with campus, but 20. 20. It seems like 90. It feels like 90. Uh -huh. So there's a lot of other stuff to do. So I'm, I'm making the conscious effort as a teacher to structure it to give some help. I would not do that to a middle school student. I would not do that to a student that I know that has significant ADHD or the I can to my paraprofessionals unless I had worked with them extensively of giving them my whole year plans. So as I'm working through this idea of where you're at executive functioning, I have to look at how I'm teaching and how I'm structuring my classroom to put that information out. Um, one of the reasons I was at, I was working remotely on Monday is that I knew that if I was here, I was going to be super distracted with everything else and I had to get the summer work done. And I had to remove as many distractions as I can. There was a planning, there was a purposeful thing. And then when I did it, I really had to make sure that I was aligning everything and I knew where I was going. 
another teaching secret, because you're like, I can't really give you all my teaching secrets. I'm like, and then tell her, it's magic tricks, I don't know how to do it. Um, but I come in and you, so we talked about this, and then last week, didn't we kind of talk about that? Mm -hmm. What am I doing? Am I It's a purposeful trick. It's a purposeful sleight of hand, sleight of mind. Like by stretching the classroom? Yeah, so when I came in and said, I came in and said, so this is what we're going to do today. And I think last, we, we talked about IEPs and now we're going to jump around. And last week we talked about, mm -hmm. you know, the beginning of school. Or what did we talk about since the beginning of school? And, and then kind of so what am I doing when I'm doing that? I'm ready to like the day rest, like today. Okay, how long are you getting you ready? <laughs> Explaining like what you're going to be doing today. Yeah. What you expect from us, what we're going to learn. And what else am I doing? When I say, so, well, what did we do last week? Or where were we at? Refreshing our mind. Yeah. I, I'm refreshing our mind. And I'm purposely asking you because I want you to engage and think back as opposed to me saying, so last week, this is what we did. You may tune that out. Um, but this week, we're going to have, so when I do that, and most of the time, I won't say 100% of the time, most of the time is to see if everybody was on page and know where we were going and help with Gauge where everybody was. It's nice. Sometimes I will be flat out honest. It's like, I don't remember exactly what they talked about last week. And I don't have time to go back to watch it. Um, so let's see where we're at. But most of the time, it's a purposeful teaching technique of where were we last night, last time? Can you put it in your own words? Because if you can get put it in your own words or look up on your notes or whatever, your brain is engaging. You're using that executive function. Your problem solving. And then I'm giving you a plan forward. You know where we're going with this. Um, and why we're going. Basically, each week we're building a lot of foundation for the end result, which would be like the IEP. Right. So then, yes. So an example, you all come to class next week. And I have the blackbird car or being outside. I said, How big? What is your first question going to be? Sure. How are we going? Where are we going? And where are we going? And what's probably your next question? What are we doing? What are we doing? Where are we? Why? Why? And when are we going to be back? I have stuff to do. <laughs> okay. So that's what we're going to do. That's what you should be doing as a teacher. Thinking that where, why, why, how, and why. So you can see that. I would like caution you not to get in the car with anybody unless you know where, why, or why. And who. Playing <laughs> um, and problem solving. Memory. You can't answer this because you're, you're a fact checker. But what are our numbers? <laughs> what? One three five nine seven two. How do you remember that? Because I like numbers. Because you like numbers. <laughs> <laughs> I, I remember the one three and five. <laughs> <laughs> I, 
Okay. And the two at the end. <laughs> and the two at the end. Because yeah. you went from one through five and the two at the end. Why was that two at the end important? What did that tell you about? I just never so you know that the last. Oh, that one was a flip. Yeah. So then what were the numbers? One, three, five, seven, seven nine. nine, two. But the last two were flipped. The there last two add were flipped. So it would be. Nine, seven, two. two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So that's a, that's a memory trick. Right. Um, I did when he bought kind of if you buy. He had to have he had to pick his address because they're on there. Mm -hmm. And he was the first one in the building, so he got to pick it and put him around there. He, his address um was like one six two four five it was thousand. And he was able to Use that to be able to combine combine everything to make sums. And it was seven and a lot of things. It's just really weird convoluted away. Mm -hmm. Oh, but it was one, six, two, four, five. Um, and you take the one and six, and that makes a seven, and you take the two and the five, and that makes a seven. And then four and the two. Six, four, two, and one, seven. Uh, but the other one came out in six and five, and then eleven. So they were so long. Right? I mean, it's, it's really a really weird way to my dad memorized yeah. numbers. But that, that's why he did it. He worked with numbers all the time. But finding those ways, giving those kids a trick. Um, why do we do a KWL chart? Because it's good to assess that we already know what we learned. We want, to, we want you to engage your brain with what you know. We want you to engage your brain with what, what am I doing? Why am I doing it? And then be able to reflect back and say, what can we learn? Um, we use a chem chart a lot of time, which is the knowledge, information, and a mnemonic device. Um, so if I did vocabulary, all my students had a vocabulary book for each of their classes. And they tell me the vocabulary, I had to write the word down. They had to write definition in their own words, or a synonym, or an antonym. If it was antonym, they had to define it. Because it's really easy to define a lot of words with synonyms. Some are close they can get. And then a mnemonic device usually was a drawing or illustration that represented that word phrase. By Working through that process of writing the word, coming up with your own definition, and then writing a mnemonic device or writing something, and observe engaging with that word over and over again. I would like my students to keep that that glossary open because once they learned a word or got a word, they needed to use it over and over again. At one point, I put records all over it. If they got a new word, we put it on the record and hung it on the wall. Anybody can drop, drop, drop something, put on a record, but unless a million people listen to it, you ain't gonna get paid. Um, so you gotta get, you gotta get at least a million hits, or 
purchase it before just making any money off it. So they have to use this, use it over and over. Um, students who have difficulty with memory or encoding stuff, which is and understanding incoming information. Um, have difficulty sorting out what information to focus on, what is important. We have seven minutes left, so I'm going to go through these and then I want you guys to reiterate what you think was important out of this. Keeping up with the base of information so they zone in and out. So, when you're listening to this, and this is just a very dry lecture, the teacher is sitting down, not the best teacher method. Are you aware when you're zoning in and out of the information? Um, do you find it hard focusing on information, or they'll find it hard focusing on information that they find engage, don't find engaging or challenging? This happens quite good. If you have a 10:45 lunch and you're teaching a 2:30 or 1:30 math class, your child is probably pretty hungry and will be much more focused on food. Yeah. Um, anything else? Or when are they going to watch the TV? Or do I have my key? Do I remember where my key is? Is mom going to be home when I get home? I did my own pretty was wonderful for, for getting to pick for getting to pick me up. School. Your mom was? Oh yes. <laughs> many, many times I walked home from school um, because she she just forgot I was bowling over. Um linking in information to what they already know. And this is again the KWL chart. We now to know what she knows, we can link in. We're, we're building, we got to make those connections and links. And again, this is a visual, I'm making a visual here, not a very good one, but I'm making a visual of linking together, connecting those things together. Um, Finally, directions because it glosses over details and sequences. First, second, Three step directions, probably where you're at. Maybe third through fifth, you can get up to five step. High school, if you go over seven steps, or most people, if you go over seven steps, you lose them. You lose them. We have a working memory of about six to eight things. Um, which were, were our numbers? <clears throat> Do you agree with that? Mm -hmm. right. I, I think there might be a quiz question on this next week. <laughs> One, three, five, nine, seven, two. Um, and they have problems learning from previous previous mistakes. You will find this in your math class. A student will make a mistake. You'll teach them how to do it right. You'll show them. You'll give them a thing, and they'll turn around and they'll make the same mistake over again. That's me. 
and then you'll teach them again, and you'll show them right, and you'll so that make the same mistake over again, over and over and over. All right, simple. We're gonna get all the way through much of executive function. Make sure you read the chapter. If you have questions, I'll write for a little bit more. Uh, well. um, what was important information? What is the key takeaway? We'll give you an access to sort of this one. You don't have to write anything you say. 
I have class to fill one today. Well, we'll go over there because I have to go to the bookstore. All right. So I'll go over there and then tomorrow. Are you here tomorrow? I am here tomorrow. Okay. Do you stop in my office sometime tomorrow? Yeah. Because I leave early Friday. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I'm going to.